Greetings, this is Shane Ross, and this is the Edibate Podcast, Episode 37, Getting Approval. The Edibate is sponsored by Blackmagic Design. Uncompressed editing in HD, 2K, and 3D, now available on your laptop. Ultra Studio 3D is the world's most innovative video capture and playback device using Thunderbolt technology. Compact, portable, and affordable with SD, HD, or 2K capture and playback quality that high-end production markets demand. Ultra Studio 3D even supports two streams of full-resolution video up to 1080p HD for new stereoscopic 3D workflows, all for only $9.95. Blackmagic-Design.com During my first year in Los Angeles, when I was a tape vault manager for a company that did clip shows, a college friend arrived in town with an independent feature that he was trying to sell. He had a nibble from a new up-and-coming film studio, but they wanted the film to be a bit more polished, so that they could better pitch the idea to the higher-ups. It was already edited, albeit in a rough manner, so my friend asked if I wanted to take a crack at making it better. I immediately answered yes, and was eager to take on the task. But when he pitched me as the editor to the junior executive at the studio, the guy balked. What has he done before? Wait, he's a film student only a few years out of school and is a vault manager? No, that wouldn't work. We want someone with experience, with credit. And they gave him a list of suggestions. Well, the short film never did sell. Before he could do the re-edit, he had to do some sort of fundraising in order to pay for the editor. He couldn't find the money on his own. And in order for the studio to provide that funding, the junior executive needed to show it to someone higher up than him. But the higher up decided it wasn't worth the effort. And so they passed up on the project. So the project was left on a shelf. Which is a shame, because it really was a decent movie. And I couldn't offer to do it for free, because this was many, many years ago when getting access to an edit system was difficult, to say the least. And I couldn't just go buy one, as they cost more than a luxury car. But this brings me to the point of the episode, which is that the editing process is recognized as a very crucial part of the entire process. So much so that the executive producers at studios and TV networks want to know who's attached to edit, and even reserves a right to veto that decision. But it isn't only editors. This is true for directors of photography and production designers, as well as other head creative positions. I worked at a production company first as an assistant editor for two series, and then wanted to move up to an editor on the third one they produced. But they had to actually convince the network that I would be good for the show. I had to make a demo reel specifically for the network to see what I had done before. They eventually did approve me for the job. And then the moment came when this production company started getting to feature films. The first one wasn't all that major, but it was slated for theatrical release. Now, they had done features before, mainly for cable TV or DVD release, so they weren't new to the game, nor were the crew that they had. And because they had worked with this crew on many projects, they were comfortable with them and wanted to bring them along on this feature. But the studio nixed that idea. They said that TV crews lacked the experience necessary to make feature films, that a TV DP wouldn't be good enough to shoot a feature film and make it look like a feature, that a TV editor somehow didn't know how to tell a, quote, story on the level that they expect, unquote. What, the story is somehow different? The story is too good for just anyone to edit? Well, the same went for the production designer and the costume designer. They were all looked down as not good enough for feature films. So the company had to hire a new crew and a new post staff. Now, I'm not going to mention that TV networks hire feature film directors, DPs, editors, and production designers for network and cable TV shows all the time. Oh, wait, they just did. Well, so apparently they're fine to slum it down on the TV level, but as TV people can't hope to aspire to or reach feature film level work? Well, some can, but boy, is that an uphill battle. There was a podcast I did a while ago where I mentioned that a friend of mine took a job of editing feature film. Now, normally he does commercials and music videos. He won a couple MTV awards, by the way, and has worked with upper echelon performers but never worked on a feature. Well, he was asked by the director of the feature, who had worked with him before in several commercials and music videos, to help her save the film she was working on. 
It wasn't turning out to be a good film, even though it had some big-name actors who gave great performances. The feature first was edited by a feature assistant trying to make their move up, but the cut they had spent months on wasn't all that good. Then they hired a hotshot editor who came in from the success of another film. They paid him a lot of money for two months, and all he did was apparently restructure a couple of scenes, very minutely. He sat back and collected a big check while doing next to nothing. The film wasn't any better, so the director, now desperate to get this film out, contacted my friend for help. He agreed, even though there was next to no money involved. He did it as a favor for the experience. The producer balked at first, because my friend had never done a feature before. But beggars can't be choosers. He was in a corner and knew it, so he went along with her choice. My friend then took a film that wasn't all that funny, lacked personality, and was a structural mess, and turned it into a very good film. So good that not only has it been released theatrically, albeit on a smaller scale, but is getting good reviews. Very good reviews. And having seen both the original version and the second cut, and the last, I can say that he is a magician. He truly saved this film. There are a few more examples of how editors save movies destined for the trash heap in a book called When the Shooting Stops, the Cutting Begins. In it, you can read how Annie Hall, the film that won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1977, actually started out as a very different film, and one mired in lack of cohesive vision, but took very creative editing and reshoots to make the film classic that it turned out to be. Again, the film was truly saved by the editor. Now this just goes to prove how important the editor is to the project, and why networks and studios might be so picky about who edits what. They want proven people because a lot of money is on the line. They need to feel comfortable with who's working on the film, feel that the project might be a success. This attitude does make it difficult for people trying to break into editing features to be given a chance to edit a big Hollywood feature or a network TV show. See, this mainly happens when assistants who might have been given scenes to cut by the editors show producers and network execs that they have what it takes to edit on the levels they are expected to. That's how I got my first shot. This is true for cable documentary series as well. One time I was asked by a producer friend of mine if I'd like to be attached to a new doc series that was being pitched to a major documentary network. You see, the idea was pitched to them by a company that primarily did graphics, motion graphics for show opens and the like. The head of the company had a great idea, had a contact within the network, and was able to produce and pitch a great pilot. But the network was unsure that the company would know how to produce and edit a documentary series. They didn't have the experience in doing that kind of work. So they gave him the name of a producer who had a proven track record. And then he assembled his usual suspects, a line producer, an associate producer, an editor, me, and then pitched the team to the network. The network, seeing the credentials of the team he put together, was put at ease and gave the show the green light. See, it's all about protecting their investment and making sure that they are comfortable handing over the keys of a show to a group of people they are sure can handle the job. Okay, that does it for this show. Please join me next time for a story from The Edit Bay. Mm -hmm.